0: Well, it's good to be with you here this morning. Welcome again everybody online joining us or in the podcast later on. It's always great to be with church family and see everybody. <clears throat> the Lord is good. All the time. Let's see, what is today? Today's Sunday, isn't it? It's been a busy, busy little week. Um, last week? Yeah. Last week, we, uh, so Ryan at his church in Illinois had offered to give us a printer, but we had to get out there and get it. And he offered like back in September and uh, kept trying to figure out a way, but just with all that was going on with the wedding, I was like, okay, I'll take care of it after the wedding. And then after that, uh, it just, things weren't falling. So Dennis just says, why don't we go next week and do it? And I said, okay, Dennis, what day? And we decided on Thursday the 16th. I think it was Thursday was 16th. Great. So we got up in the morning, at, and I was here at 6, and Dennis and I and George, and we drove all the way to Illinois, had lunch with Ryan, picked up the printer, and drove all the way back. It ended up being 15 hours of driving. Dennis drove the entire way. Mm-hmm. I was like, way to go. I was like, are you tired? He said, no, I'm doing fine. I'm doing good, so I was like, okay, if you want to drive, in my family, I'm usually the one that's driving, so it was nice to be able to sit there and read and sleep and do all the things that, uh, you know, you want to do when you're driving, but you can't. So we do have a new printer, it's in the library right now, and we're trying to uh, just determine how, what we're going to use it for and some things, it's a big copier thing, uh, so we'll be able to use that, but I have been like out of pocket- Uh, Then we got up Friday morning and drove, uh, uh, Friday morning, got things ready. Then Friday evening, we drove to Illinois again and uh, spent the night. And then Saturday, drove on into Tennessee to attend uh, a wedding reception for our daughter in Tennessee last Saturday evening. And so we were there Saturday, and then Sunday morning, we got up, went to church. And then after church, we drove to Alabama and got Maddie and then uh, got there late at night Uh, Later in in the evening, Sunday night, and then Monday morning got up and drove back here. So it was a total over four days of 38 hours in a car. So it was good to get out of a car for a little while this past week. Um, The Lord is good. Amen. Last night we were driving home kind of uh, late. It was during that rainstorm and uh, driving on 35. And it was, you know, the rain was coming down pretty bad. I don't know if you were out driving, but it wasn't the time to be driving, but we needed to be. And uh, 35, and just the rain's coming down. And I look ahead, and there are headlights pointed in my direction, flashing. And I realized, you know, I think it's a car stop, but it stopped in the middle of 435, you know. So we just slowed down. And I know I probably freaked him out because I didn't, like, get out of the lane I kind of stayed in the lane but slowed down because you know I don't like those people when you're driving and all of a sudden the car in front of you zips out of the way and then right in front of you is a stop freight truck you know I'm the one that I'd rather slow down so that you behind me know there's something coming up not the surprise of so that's what I did and then all the cars behind us started slowing down but this poor person in a nice Audi uh, I guess had maybe hydroplane and slammed into the thing and spun around but had become disabled facing the opposite direction of oncoming traffic. I was like, thank you Jesus that you know he, in the rain we were able to see and slow down and you want to talk? Okay. And then uh, well why don't you come on up? Yeah. If there's anybody that has permission just to interrupt me after 20 Almost twenty six years of marriage. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but um it has been
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> challenging week.
1: Challenging week and month. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on. So I wanted to share with you because I know we're all family. I know you've all been praying for us and I wanna just give testimony. Mm-hmm. Um So, since uh, Olivia got married a month ago, we've had so many different things going on. I'm not gonna go through all of it, but um, we experienced a loss of my uncle suddenly. And um, my niece and my dad, both in the hospital uh, since Tuesday. So, um, medical emergencies. Um, Just really briefly, um, my dad has had trouble walking at Olivia's wedding um, and it's gradually progressed and he had seen chiropractor, they said maybe it was stenosis, that kind of thing, Um, but just getting worse to where he kept falling and he's 80. And so um, they went to the doctor on Monday and ran a bunch of blood work, said, we need to get an MRI Tuesday. The MRI came back and said he has a mass on his spine um, that's causing pressure on the spinal cord. So he's losing control of his legs and his hand. Um, And just the way that that worked out, it was all the hand of the Lord, how quickly it happened. They were able to get him into surgery um, Friday because of the holiday. So they checked him in on Wednesday. Um, the mass was not cancerous, praise the Lord. Um, they were able to drain it, fuse his vertebra, and um, <clears throat> the next morning, he was already able to touch his fingers. Um, he was able to walk to the bathroom and assisted, so he's on his way to recovery, which we are just so thankful for, because my mom was just almost not knowing what to do, She, you know, because he's a big guy. <laughs> so he's a big old boy so they're on the mend um hopefully being dis, uh, discharged from the hospital maybe tuesday i think um same day last tuesday my niece um, is a teacher and wasn't feeling good after school went to the doctor she had a sinus infection ear infection got some antibiotic and at four o'clock called my sister and said i'm just going to be sleeping i'm tired um just text me if you need anything. At five o'clock, she called her and said, I can't stop throwing up, I can't, I'm dizzy, can you come get me? So she came and got her and from her house to the hospital is only like five minutes, but on the way, my sister said, um, call the emergency room and tell them that you're coming. And she said, I can't see my phone, you know. Um, within two hours, she was prostrating, Flailing, you know, which seizing, which is indicative indicative of you know spinal pressure, and um, so they had to sedate her, lifelight her down here um, Tuesday night uh, for meningitis. Um, so it's been a whirlwind, but my sister just um, messaged this morning because we went. We've been going to be with them in the hospital, and then with my dad in the hospital at Stormont Vale in Topeka. Um, But we just see the hand of the Lord all over this. Um, And so I thank you so much for all of your prayers. Um, And I just want to celebrate and give testimony to what the Lord has done and what he is doing. But also, I know Melanie lost her dad. So I want to pray for her too. Because we're still experiencing the grief of of, um, losing my uncle. But God is the answer to all of this. When we have loss, he comforts. In a way that we don't even know how he does it, but he does it. He gives us grace to walk through what we need to walk through. He gives us comfort like nothing else can. And he'll be with you. And he is with you through all of this. And your family's here with you through all of this, too. But I also want to just say that God is a healer, um, too. My dad um, is a big believer in healing, has always been. And so um, when he got out of surgery, my mom said he's telling everybody they need Jesus. (laughs) And he's very vocal. He doesn't know a stranger, so he's telling everybody. And... um, he was worried about Jenna, his his granddaughter, and wanted to talk to her on the phone. and And when um, she was kind of in and out of consciousness, um, they put him on the speakerphone, and she her eyes opened to his voice. So I know he's been praying for her, you know, in spite of his his issues too. But I just want to encourage all of you and and to stick together, you know, and pray for the Elliott family, too. But God is faithful, and he is the answer to all of this, all of this. If it weren't for God, we would be a mess with all of this. But God's grace is there. His comfort is there. His peace is there. His healing is there. So just wanted to encourage you with that this morning. He is good.
0: Amen. The Lord is good. Sometimes even with God, I still feel like a mess at times, you know. Mm-hmm. Bless the Lord. Uh, and if you'd be praying for me, I'm driving Maddie back to Alabama on Tuesday, so I'll be gone, some more travel, but the Lord speaks to me when I'm driving, so it's good. I do have a word for you. Uh, But I did want to uh, just do two more things. One is um, about our building. We are uh, beginning to raise funds to purchase a building so that we can have it. It will be ours. Uh, We're trying to raise around $400,000. It's kind of what our goal would be. And so I thought it might be uh, beneficial to you as you're praying about this. Uh, maybe uh, doing something like a pledge. And so I've taken an envelope. There are envelopes here in front of you, and it's empty. Uh, but I've written on there my name and today's date, and down at the bottom in the note I put building fund because there is no building fund on the envelope. Uh, but in the other section, I wrote $10,000 because I am going to uh, believe for ten dollars to be able to give toward the building fund. And that's just me. That's just where I am. And uh, you could be anywhere in the, in the spectrum from $100 to uh, 100000 it, it really doesn't make a difference. The number isn't important. It's just what has the Lord placed on your heart. And as the Lord opens doors and provides, I don't know where that money's going to come from. But uh, as the Lord opens doors and provides, I want to be faithful to give. And so if you want to do that, you're more than welcome to. And you can just seal the empty envelope. And just drop it in the offering, and we'll collect those and just pray over them with you. Just join you with prayer for the Lord to open up miraculous ways. Because if, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Jesus. You know? And we're going to trust Him in that. Amen? Okay. Last thing I want to do is I wanted to read one joke. Because just one today. Uh, you know? <laughs> oh dang Randy <clears throat> I, I'm hoping it says a truck completely loaded with Vicks vapor rub overturned on the highway and the good news is that there was no congestion for about 8 hours okay why don't you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 And let's talk about Jesus this morning. Amen. So we've continued to do the uh, boiler room at 9 o'clock where we pray in tongues for half an hour. And uh, if you want to join us, it's over in the fire room. We've been doing this on Sunday mornings. And it's a great way to, wow, turn up the heat in your prayer life, uh, before service, uh, I've noticed a massive distance, uh, a difference. And today it almost felt like with so much presence, I didn't know if I would be able to function um, this morning. The presence was so thick in there and just nice. So if you want to join us, any, it's open to anybody. It's in the fire room. It's at 9 o'clock, and we just pray in tongues for 30 minutes together. So we are in the book of Luke. Chapter 2, as we enter the Christmas season, let's go ahead and pray. So, Father, we come before you this morning, and we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We declare it this morning over our lives, your goodness, Father. It's who you are, Lord. We thank you, Father, that us in you uh, also, Lord, we experience your goodness. Father, thank you, Lord, for it, that you are a good Father. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you, Lord, for it. We ask you, Lord, to open our ears to hear from you this morning, Lord, let our hearts uh, be uh, able to receive from you. Give our minds understanding, our eyes sight, Lord. Let us be able to confess, Father, the good things that you're doing in our life this morning. Father, speak to us from this word. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're in Luke chapter 2, beginning with uh, this Christmas Advent season. uh, Beginning with verse 11. Familiar verses. We can actually go up to, uh, we'll start in verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not oftentimes when we experience it, something new from God, our first reaction is uh, our own limitations, our own understandings, and it scares us uh, because it's, it's something new from the Father and our faith isn't at that level. We don't know. We don't trust. And so it, it, it scares us. And so often you see this throughout the Word. Uh, God appears, and the first words out of their mouth, the message is, fear not. So that's what he, uh, the angel says here from the Lord. Fear not, for behold, I'm bringing you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Say that, all people. people. For unto you is born in this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there were angels Uh, There, there was with the angel an entire multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and pray." uh, I'm sorry, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased." So the Lord sends a message here to these shepherds, as He is declaring, because He knows they're going to go out and they're going to. Share it around to everybody. They're going to, everywhere they go. They're going to tell the story of this miraculous event that takes place, and he uh, announces the advent of Jesus. Now, advent's a word we use a lot in church during this time of the year. Advent is a Latin word for coming, so it's the coming of Jesus. It's a fancy word. It just looks a lot better in script than coming. Uh, advent just sounds really nice. So we're using that this morning: the advent of Jesus. Jesus is coming on earth. Jesus making things different. Jesus coming and saving. Jesus being the anointed one, the Christ. Jesus being the Lord, coming and bringing his kingdom. All these are coming and bringing joy and peace and goodness into mankind. This is the advent of Jesus coming. So Jesus coming into your life brings salvation, sozo, body, soul, and spirit. It brings Christ the anointing, the Messiah. It brings the lordship of Jesus Christ that causes you to align and come into his kingdom in the fullness of the blessing of all that he has. It brings great joy to you. It brings peace to you. It brings good things to you, the advent of Jesus coming into your life. This is why the angel went to these shepherds and declared this, so that we one day would hear and be able to declare it as well, the advent of Jesus Christ is a good thing. Now, I know, you know what, during Christmas season and during all of this, often we look at these things from an external view. You know, I'm like right here, and this is something that happened historically, historically, we, we see the manger and we, we know that the advent of Jesus, he came. But it's a historical uh, external event that's outside of us that we look at. But actually bringing the, the advent, the coming of Jesus into our life is just something that's over there. And if it stays over there, then it remains in a religious sense. Jesus didn't desire it to be religious. He desired it to be a very personal thing that comes into your heart and changes you so that the Messiah isn't just the word we call this little baby in the manger here, or the the man who, the crucifix that we hang up and the man who hangs on the cross. The Messiah, the anointed one, is the Holy Spirit anointing that comes into our life and, and literally changes us. That's why we're called Christians. We're called little anointed ones. We've been anointed. So the coming of Jesus Christ, the Advent, isn't just an event that we celebrate. It is a lifestyle that we walk in 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It belongs to us in Christ Jesus. This is the Advent of Jesus. This isn't the first Advent of God on earth. This is the first Advent of Jesus, but not the first Advent of Jesus of God in his interaction with mankind. He leads up to this event in Luke throughout the Old Testament. He lays down a foundation of expectation of what you can be looking forward to so that the external becomes internal. And another one of these external events I'd like us to look at, it's in Exodus chapter 19. This will help to provide greater context to the coming of Jesus. So that this holiday season you're able to walk in a greater fullness of who Jesus is, more than just Santa and songs. Amen? Exodus chapter 19. Lord, give us ears to hear. Exodus chapter 19 beginning with verse 1 all the way through Exodus chapter 20 verse 21 is the coming of the law where Moses went up on the Mount Sinai and received the tablets. Of the law, so it's the coming of the law to mankind. Basically, it is God saying, "This is what I am. This is who I am. This is what's important to me. These are what my value, and I want to make sure you understand these things. If you want to know me, this is this is this is uh, written down who I am and what I'm like." But before this happens, we see in in chapter nineteen, God Himself, advents down onto Mount Sinai. And it is a wild thing. Uh, Let's see. Let's begin with verse 16 of chapter 19. And on the morning of the third day, third day, remember that, Jesus returning, or Jesus raising from the dead on the third day. So there's, there's, there's types of Jesus here everywhere. So on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning and a thick, cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Remember, when you experience something new about God, one of our first reactions is fear because we don't know, we, we see it as all about us and it comes into our world and it shakes our world, okay? So it caused them to tremble. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. God had ascended. And they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln. And the whole mountain trembled greatly. And the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Wow. Moses spoke and God answered him in thunder. Wow. Then the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain... And the Lord called to Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Ooh, that must have been wild. Notice the two different advents here. Here God is showing. I want you wants you to make sure you know who he is and that he's bigger than earth, bigger than mankind, bigger than the physical. And he comes down and he rattles the earth so that you understand. But he's the same guy who came and was born in the manger. He just came in a completely different way. Because he wants to show you that not only is he the big, giant, Oh, God, he's also the tender-hearted baby that comes right and meets you in his lowliest. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So whether you need the tender-hearted Or you need the miraculous miracle that wipes the mountain out in front of you. Either way, God is able to do it. Because that's who God is. So this Advent is the advent of the law or the coming of the word. Again, it is external. It is outside of who they are. And they're not able to receive it. They're able to see it, but they don't receive it in their hearts. Their hearts are afraid. And it becomes a burden to them. Faith should not be a burden to you. Faith should come into your heart. Jesus should come into your heart and your heart changes. It isn't a law that we put down on you of do's and don'ts. You must do this. If you do not do this, then... Faith is Jesus changed my heart, created me a clean heart. Give me the desires that you have, Lord Jesus. Give me your desires. And your heart changes. And suddenly you find yourself doing and being because of what Jesus has done in your heart. This is the advent of the law. External to internal. The advent of Jesus external in the manger to the advent of Jesus coming into our heart eternal and changing us, saving us. The advent of God isn't something we celebrate just so that we have an event on our calendar and it gives us I don't know stuff to keep us busy putting up decor. It is a celebration of who we are the rest of the year. The advent of Jesus. Jeremiah 31:33. Jeremiah 31:33 says I'm going to get this new covenant and I'm going to come down and I'm going to not just bring the law down on top of the mountain, but I'm going to get in your heart and I'm going to write my law on your heart. And I'm going to put my law in your mind. And I'm going to make it so that you can follow me because I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to take out a heart of stone and I'm going to put a heart of flesh. You're going to be able to fill my love and be able to show my love. You're going to be able to hear my voice and be able to speak my voice out of the same empathy and emotion that I have when I said it. You're going to know me and I'm going to call you friend because we'll be friends, not master and slave. We're going to be friends because I'm going to come into your life and change your heart. The advent of Jesus Goes beyond the physical manifestation of Christ in the manger that we set out. Goes beyond that. Into the physical manifestation of Jesus in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The physical manifestation of Jesus. Because it's fun. It's fun to get to know him. It's fun to fill his heart. The advent. We also see over in 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. To set the stage here. Solomon is dedicating the temple. And the temple is all built. And Solomon stands up and he, and through chapter six and he says this long prayer and he dedicates the temple. And he basically speaks the heart of God over the nation and over this building that he has there. You know, he says something like, if, if someone does this and this happens to them and they go into this temple and they pray and they ask for your mercy, Lord, hear from heaven, show your mercy and, 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 and do what and answer this man's prayer. He does these types of things over and over and over again. Basically, he lays it out, Lord, we need you. We want you. We want you in our lives. But again, this is external events. And what happens here in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, it says, As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven. Does that remind you of uh, what happened in Exodus? Fire comes down from heaven and consumes the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of the Lord saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Again, though, this is an external event that they saw with their eyes, but it was not an internal event. It was an external event where the Holy Spirit came down and filled the temple. Do you know where I'm going with this? The advent that you have takes place in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit comes down and fills this temple. And the same thing that happened in 2 Chronicles 7 happened in Acts 2, but in us. The same thing that happened in Exodus 19 happened in us. The same thing that happened in Luke 2 happened, but happened in us. Guys, we are walking manifestations of the advent of Jesus. We have his presence. We have his word written upon our heart. We have the Holy Spirit filling us. And the glory of the Lord shines upon us because of what Jesus has done. The advent of Christ moves from an external to an awesomely internal thing. So that wherever you go, whenever you go there, you carry the advent of Jesus. You carry the advent of Jesus. You carry the advent of Jesus. Jesus. So when we celebrate the advent of Jesus, what we're doing is we're just reminding ourselves... Yeah, amen. Isn't it great to be reminded of how great Jesus is? And he's with me wherever I go. No matter where I go, when I'm driving down the road and I see that car in front of me, when I'm at the hospital in the ICU, when I'm at the bank making a deposit, when I'm in the grocery store buying groceries, when I'm in a counseling session here at church, when I'm alone in prayer, when I'm driving to Alabama, wherever I am, I bring the advent of Jesus into that area because Jesus is with me. Now back in 2nd Chronicles chapter 7. Let's read verse 14. I think you guys know this verse? 2nd Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven And forgive their sin and heal their land. This is the advent of Jesus. At this time, it was an external promise. Now it is a constant internal promise of, I'm going to meet you where you are. Because you have confessed your sin. You have called yourself by my name. You have acknowledged, and every time you mess up, you you acknowledge, I touch your heart and you acknowledge it. So this is a constant process that's going on with us as believers. We're called by his name, we pray, we seek his face, we turn from wicked ways as he leads us. Uh, He hears from heaven, he forgives our sin, and he heals our land. You know, when we read this, oftentimes, and most of the time when we're praying about it, we're thinking like national level right? You know, Lord, heal our land. Remember, there was back a song back in the 80s, heal our land, Father, heal our land. And it was based on this. It was crying out to heal the United States. And I can remember when I listened to the recording of the Russian immigrants singing it about the former Soviet Union, Lord, heal our land. And we were thinking at that level, national. But what if right now where you are is the land that the Lord wants to heal. What if the advent of Jesus and the healing of the land is right where you are, your family? You know, because it's pretty easy to pray, Lord, heal those people over in Washington, D.C. Do something, Lord. And if I don't see change, it's okay. I'm just trusting, you know. But when it gets to the nitty-gritty of right now, Lord, in the box or in the area of my marriage, heal it, Lord. In the area of my relationship with my family, heal it, Lord. In the area of where I work, Lord, in my relationship with my coworkers, heal it, Lord. And I'm willing to acknowledge where I am walking in sin in these areas. I'm willing to deal with it. I'm willing to repent. I'm willing to change. And I'm willing to say, Lord, I'm, I want to turn from my wicked ways so that you, Jesus, can come in your fullness of glory in this area and bring who you are and what you want to do in this area to heal my land. Because if all 50 million American believers healed their land, dear God, help the unbelievers. You know what I mean? This is the advent of Jesus. And the great thing is, is you have Jesus. You have his word in your heart. And when you read it, things burn. That's why when you read the word and it goes like, Ding. You know, you feel that, ooh, wow, there's something there. You feel that turn. When I'm reading this verse, it's turning because the word written here is, is in witness with what's written in your heart. And the Holy Spirit's saying, that's the area of your heart that I want to grow in you right now. And you're like, okay, I want to chew on this, Lord, because I want to get this understanding. I want this, really, this part of Jesus to really glow and grow out of me. I want the fullness of the advent of Jesus in this area. So you've got the Jesus, you've got the Word, and you've got the Holy Spirit. And when you need more Holy Spirit, you say, Holy Spirit, pour upon me. Just as you filled them in Acts 2, you filled them again in Acts 3, you filled them again. And and then Ephesians 5.18, it says, don't be drunk with wine, but be you continually filled up to the top with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Greek word says there. And so, Lord, I need your filling some more as I'm walking into this at. As I'm walking into this area, Lord, as I'm bringing, let me bring you Jesus into this place. Come on, that's the advent of Jesus. That's the Christmas gift that every person out there needs. Just us being free to walk with Jesus. And I'm not talking about street preaching, I'm not, I mean, maybe for some of you, I'm just talking about you being Jesus and carrying the freedom of Jesus wherever you are. Because there are, uh, there are moms who need to know how to walk with Jesus as moms. There are businessmen who know, need to know how to walk with Jesus as businessmen. There are politicians, there are teachers, there are doctors, there are just people, homeless people struggling who need to know how to walk out their life with the presence of Jesus. Because he meets you where you are and brings you forward. It's liberating, guys. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Okay, Lord, as I'm going into this, Lord, I just don't feel confident that I'm going to walk this out with Jesus. So Lord, reveal, reveal where I'm missing it so that I can see you, Jesus, and walk it out. You know, in the midst of this last month, we've had a, a wild of a month. Jill and I were going, kind of going over uh, the stress points. And it was like every week there would be three major stress points. And just our, my stress level was like, up, and I I realized, Jesus and I were talking, David sent me a word, uh, (laughs) look up, because the Lord wants to uh, show you something, wants to give you an eagle view, and on the way to the hospital that day, we had seen a bald eagle sitting up on on the drive, sitting up on the power line, beautiful bald eagle, and I was like, you know, I saw a bald eagle on the way, and he said, well, that could be it, He, he didn't know, but he just wanted to be faithful to give me the word, you know, look up, so that evening as I was just talking to the Lord, And I was like, okay, Lord, I want to see what you want me to see. And I realized during this stress, and it's been a a pretty high level of of stress, Jesus didn't come out in every way that I wanted him to. And I was reminded of the the different times that I had failed. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm willing. You know, I I don't like walking through the stressful situations, you know, seeing people suffer or, or going through difficult times. But you know what, Lord? it leads me to a place where you come out where you're revealed and then I'm willing to do it you know forgive me where I failed where I for the first time should I confess this? (laughs) Uh, this uh, well if I lose you I lose you it's okay so uh, I don't think I've ever flicked anybody off I don't think I ever have it's just not me. Maybe I did back before Salvation when I was 15. It's just not me. But I was driving on the interstate, kind of in the middle of all of this going back and forth between hospitals. I think it was right after we had finished decorating here and we were heading home to cook so that we could take it back to the hospital. And I was driving, and some, God bless him, person came up right behind me and zoomed in a big truck, you know, moving. I'm going... 65, 70, probably 70. He's probably going to 85. Zooms out just enough to get around me and go right back in again. You know, one of those weaver things. You know, and just, I missed the side of my car. It felt like about that much. I, it just came out of me. And I found myself flipping him off. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> this is one of the things I went to the Lord, and I was like, Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, under the pressure that I'm under, you know, But I can't use that as an excuse. You know, instead of reacting like you, Jesus, I reacted in the flesh. And so I have an area of the flesh that still needs sanctification. And so, Lord, in this area, I confess my sin. I confess my flesh. And I ask you, Lord, to heal this area of my land. Do you understand? I'm just trying to be very practical with you. Because sometimes I feel like you think I float and I don't. Unless you've been around me enough, then you see that I don't float. Because David, David knows I don't float. <laughs> but this is the Advent season. This is the coming of Jesus. Where you are in the midst of your life, it's for you. That song we sang, you know, blessing. That's what he's singing over you. He's singing over you, Jesus. The Lord bless you with Jesus. The Lord keep you with Jesus. The Lord let his face, Jesus, shine upon you. Let his favor of Jesus be with you on your families, on your children. It's for you because he loves you. Is he going to deal with your heart? Sure he will. He'll lovingly say, okay, remember when you did that? Let's change that. Let's let Jesus grow in that area. And I'm like, okay, Lord. Yes, Lord, let's. I don't think I have anything more to say. (laughs) Let me pray over you. And let's let this settle in our hearts. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, that you are beautiful. You're full of joy. You're full of peace. You're full of righteousness. That's what you said in your word. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, we want more of your kingdom in each of our individual acts, Lord. Wherever we are all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we want more of your kingdom, Jesus. We want the coming of your kingdom in its fullness, Jesus. Come, be Advent into our acts more and more and more, Jesus. We love you. We love fellowship with you. We love getting to know you. We love hearing your voice and feeling your love. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. You comfort us, Lord, in times of loss. Father, and you're still faithful to heal in other times, Lord. You're faithful to provide, Lord. You're faithful to be with us, Lord, and that's what we want, Father. So, Lord, we pray, come and heal our lands. Come and heal our lands as only you can, Jesus, and be glorified in your Advent. Glorious Jesus, be glorified in your Advent. In your powerful, precious name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Advent of Jesus as we celebrate this season. Let him just reveal to you his gifts that he has for you right now in your act. As you go out and you're living your life, you know, stop a moment and say, okay, Lord, show me where you are right now in my at, and let him speak to you and show to you. Yeah, we're gonna take communion. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. For She joked about having to remind me and here she is reminding me or it was, maybe it was Kelly that joked about having to remind me. We're gonna take communion. If you don't have communion, our ushers have some back here if you, if you need some communion. Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you that you came, you dwelt among us, you left the riches of heaven to take on our poverty and to show us how to live in your blessing, Lord. Thank you for allowing your body to be broken to us, broken for us on the cross. Jesus, we receive this in remembrance of your beautiful work. Thank you, Jesus, for your powerful blood. That is the greatest element on earth. It has the greatest ability to wipe clean any sin. We thank you, Father, for that. We thank you, Lord, for what it's already done in our life, what it's doing today, and what it will continue to do. Thank you for the blood of the covenant, Lord, that brought us into the kingdom. We receive this in remembrance of your shed blood. Amen and amen and amen. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, if you don't know what I'm talking about, come talk to me. I'm happy to share with you what I'm referring to about having Jesus coming into your life. Make that decision today. What are we praying about? Praying for? Oh, yes. If you need individual prayer, we'll have a team over in the fire room, the prayer room that would be happy to minister to you and pray for you today. So don't leave if you need prayer. There are people here who desire to minister and to pray for you. They're over here in the fire room, okay? God bless you. We will see you next.